Welcome, everybody. We're going to start out this episode by taking a moment of silence for Taco. I know you all don't know who Taco is, or maybe some of y'all do, but a lot of you don't know who Taco is. But uh, even though you don't know who Taco is, just be with me in this moment of silence. And we're just going to take this moment of silence real quick, put some ambient music on, and... I just want to thank you for taking that moment of silence uh, for my car, Taco. Thank you. Uh, why, why did you take a moment of silence for a car? It's because I had to get rid of it. I had to get rid of it. I had to sell it. I had to make a sacrifice. I didn't want to, but I, I needed the money, and so Taco had to go. Taco is my car's name. Man, I can't believe I had to get, I had to get rid of it. I didn't, I didn't want to get rid of it, but I had to. And it was just sitting there, and I just needed to... I needed the money, and I was praying about it. I was like, "Hey, Lord, I, any, any man, I'm struggling a little bit financially. I need a little bit. Like, what can I do? You know, Lord, I just need some cash." And he goes, "Oh, guess what?" And a little sticky. And literally, week later, a little sticky note was on my car saying, "Hey, call this number if you're interested in selling your car." And uh, I called that number. Well, actually, no, I texted that number, and lo and behold, within 24 hours, they came. And looked at the car, test drove it around, and they saw what I saw in Taco. And they signed the papers, handed me cash, baby cash. No check, no Venmo, no cash. I have none of that, just straight cash, which I haven't seen in a while. I barely use cash anymore. I don't really see cash much. I mean, I have some cash on me, but people paying in cash, I was like, whoa, hold on. Like, this is... Is this still like a thing? But I got cash for Taco, man. Cash. And they they took the thing and man, what a what a sad, what a bittersweet thing. I'm like I I took the cash and a tear came down my eye. Uh as I saw Taco drive away and I just he just got a wave. I mean, that thing was so reliable. Dawson, it's just a car. No, it's not just a car. It's not just a vehicle. It's not just anything. That thing took me halfway across the United States towing a U-Haul. That's who Taco was. That car went on so many different adventures. Never gave me an issue. Was so reliable. So reliable. Every time I cranked it, it started instantly. The only thing Taco ever asked for, ever asked for was an oil change. Just for maintenance. Basic maintenance. That's it. Never had a problem with it. That thing was so loyal, so reliable. I would make it one of my groomsmen up for my wedding. 100%. Name five reliable things, loyal people, whatever. Taco's one of them. Top five. 100%. Taco is in my top five reliable, loyal. Anything I needed, everything I needed, Taco could provide. Just instant crank up, instant start. Take me from point A to point B all-star of a vehicle and some of y'all know what i how how you know how i feel especially about a vehicle because i've had just some crappy cars just crappy you got to get a starter every every other week not every other week but like every few months you have to get a new starter 
You're sitting in the mechanic shop forever. Just sitting there you're like, oh man, so what's happening now? What's wrong with this car? What's happening? Tell me. Tell me the damage. What's wrong with it? You end up putting more money into the car than you bought it for. It's just not good. But Taco was one of a kind. And now Taco's gone. And um, I I didn't come with a nickname. Taco is a mashup between, you know, Toyota Corolla, put it together, Taco. I didn't come up with it. Uh, when I got it, someone gave me the gave me the nickname for the car, and so Taco stuck. And who whoever the next owner is going to be, I know for a fact they're going to love it. Low mileage, everything, just a beautiful, pristine car. You can't it's, you can't find a car like that really anymore. You can't for the price that I got it for. Oh, oh, it was it was beautiful. But yeah, thank you for taking that moment of silence. Real quick for uh, the car that is now gone, Taco. You'll be surely missed, but not forgotten, baby. Not forgotten. But, yeah, speaking of vehicles, almost got hit going across the crosswalk uh, tonight. Oh, just And I'm not one of those ignorant people either that just uh, just ignore the crosswalk sign that you know the, tells you to stop or go. And... They just, even if the hand is up saying, hey, don't go, they'll, they'll still go. You know those people. They'll just walk right in front of you, just go across traffic like they're made of steel. The, the traffic would be going crazy, and you're just like seeing through the, in the distance if they're going to make it, and somehow they're walking down the other side of the sidewalk, and you don't know how they made it. Those people, the ones that just think they're made of steel, I don't know. They're playing real-life crossy road, and they make it every time. I've not seen one get squashed. Not one. I'm waiting for them. I'm, I'm tensing up and everything. I'm, I'm like, oh God, I don't know what they're doing. They're, they're crazy. I mean, do they look at the stats? I mean, I could calculate it right now for you. I got this new watch. Oh, yeah. Accessories. I love, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I got a necklace, but I've never been a big watch guy. I just got one. Uh, I want to, you know, stay off my phone a little bit more. Because I constantly look at my phone to see what time it is. I love to know what time it is and stay in the loop of that. And so with my new new job and everything, we're not supposed to be on our phones as much. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get a watch. I want to know what time it is and whatnot. And it's kind of nice, honestly. But yeah, this new watch, it's got a calculator on it, by the way. A calculator on it. So I can calculate real quick for you the, the statistic of car to human ratio of who's going to win that battle. And I mean... Doesn't take a genius. Let me just roll over the put, you know, roll over the decimal real quick. We're gonna divide that times that multiple. Oh well, look at that. Cars win all the time. So, I'm not one of them people. That just I think they're they're crazy. I wait. I see the little guy pop up. I don't know if he's looking at you. Or if he's looking away from you, I've always been confused about that already because it signals to me what I'm supposed to look like when I'm crossing the, you know, street. But it looks like to me he's looking at you as you're walking. That's what you're supposed to do. So yeah, I just naturally just look at people as I'm walking across the street. I just look at the cars because that's what that's what the little guy tells me to do. 
I don't know if anybody else has thought about that before, but I think about that all the time. I'm like, what's he looking at? Why is he looking at the cars all the time? Is he supposed to be looking forward? But I wait for that little guy to pop up. And then I take a look to my left. And I look to my right. And then I go. Even though it says to go, I still look to my left and I look to my right. And that's what I did. I looked to my left and I saw a vehicle that was in the turning yield lane to turn onto the main road. <clears throat> and uh, it was just there. Stopped. And... I thought it saw me because the little guy popped up. So it signals to me that I can go. So I start walking and I get in the middle of this car's view right in between the headlights and it proceeds to rev its engine and come at me. Not like a little bit, like he's, you know, trying to go up a little bit to kind of see amongst the road and try to see what's going on. Oh no, he goes up and revs it like he's just ready to go. I was prepared to go on the hood and everything, okay? Hanging on for dear life on the hood. Life flashed before my eyes. I didn't know what was going to happen. But he just, I mean, I had to do a Heisman and stutter step and get out of the way. The Heisman worked. I just did that. Mm-mm. Made it freely and safely. Safe. And there was multiple things that I could have done in that situation. I could have won. I could have just turned, looked at him, and I could have went crazy. You know, there's those people. Because there's only like three reactions that you could have in that moment. The one is just going off. Crazy, banging on the hood, looking at the guy. I'm going to eat your kids. I'm Look, I'm not saying I did that. No, I'm just saying that there's those people that would have done that and just scare the guy. And you're just like, no, get out of the car. I want to fight you. Uh, and just, I don't get it. I'm, there's no point of getting like that, but that's number one reaction. I could have taken the other route of it, um, of where I could have faked an injury. You know, that, that would have been kind of nice. I'm a baller on a budget right now. I could have, you know, used a few more, few more little, little bits of money in my account, you know. Just, oh. My back. Oh, I think he got me good. Oh, yeah. And there's two problems with that. Number one, it's a sin. I'm not going to lie. I can't do that. You know, you can't. I mean, you'll feel bad. Number two, I'm not good at faking things. Like, I would instantly forget. Like, the day of court or whatever, they'll be like, Dawson, thought your leg was hurt. Oh, it's a miracle. Oh, thank you for your prayer. It was all the prayers on Facebook. It just... It's now healed. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, I just, I don't know. I, oh, man, I can walk in everything. Oh, man, this is awkward. I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get how people can fake an injury. I mean, there's people that do that full time. There's people that go out every day. They probably have a list of like, okay, cool. I'm going to go here. I'm going to fake an injury over here at this restaurant. I think I think I can get some good cash out of them. And uh, I'm going to go and just walk in front of cars for absolutely no reason at all, just kind of last minute. I mean, do they practice? That's my point. Is like, do they practice in the mirror or something like that? Because before I go on stage as a comedian, even though I know what I'm going to say, I mean, I still got to, you know, practice for it. And now I'm in front of a mirror trying to work things out. Do they like, like pull out like a chair, pretend it's a car, pretend what rolling moves they're going to do? Do they practice, go over their lines? Do they have a buddy come over and they're like, hey, you pretend to be the person that hits me and I'm going to, you know, come back at you. We're going to, you know, do they write a script? 
what I'm saying is that it takes a lot of work to be like that. And I, uh, I of course, didn't go that route. I went the only route that most people, the majority of people go for. And it's you just kind of give them this weird look and you just point. And you just give them this blank stare of like, really? And I just pointed at the crosswalk sign that, you know, that told me that I was in the right of way. And he kind of gave me this blank stare that, you know, said a thousand words, uh, <clears throat> which I all took as, I'm, I apologize, I'm sorry. And so, you know, he went on his way and I went to go to the bus stop. So that was my um, one time that I ever had like a, near getting ran over experience that was something new so i just wanted to you know talk to that talk about my experience to you guys of what went through my body my heart was pounding i you know my life you know flashed before my eyes i i as i was walking to the bus stop i just couldn't stop thinking about it i was like you know i gotta i gotta make a will i gotta what if i got paralyzed I don't know what it's like to be paralyzed. The closest I've ever been to being paralyzed is being on the toilet. And you know, whenever you sit on the toilet for too long, your legs just, you know, become numb because you're scrolling through videos or whatever too long. And you now have to flop over onto the ground and just elbow your way out and then grab up under the door handle and just pull that thing open. And you got to roll yourself over. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Kill Bill, but then you kind of like look at your big toe and you're like, wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. Wiggle big toe. And then you finally get that big toe to wiggle and you get up on your two feet and you're like, wow. I thought I was going to be paralyzed forever. I need to stop being on the toilet for so long. But yeah, that happens to me a lot. The legs falling asleep. But yeah, I don't know. That was my, I was, I was about to get ran over. I almost got ran over tonight. I almost got ran over, but I didn't. Praise God. I did not. Uh, I'm here with my two legs. I am on the toilet though, so I'm praying that they don't fall asleep, but I, uh, I'm here. And so I just want to tell you that, tell you that experience, but happy, happy Father's Day out there to all the fathers, man. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Hopefully you got your dad something nice, you know. Hopefully, you know, you treated them right, as you should every day, but treat them extra special today. I don't know what you did, but hopefully you did something nice for them. Very, very nice for them on Father's Day. And uh, for those of you that are like me that don't have a father on Father's Day, <clears throat> it's another year. It is. I'm in, you know, it is. You know, you, you just can't get around it. You think that the next year is going to be a little bit different, but no, you think about it and you, know, you get a little sad, you get a little whatever, and you just, you know, you just kind of push through that Father's Day. But here's the thing, though, I do have for you. You may not have an earthly father. We may not have an earthly father, but we do have a father that deserves all the Father's Day mugs, all the Father's Day merch, cards, everything that you could ever think of that you would give your dad on Father's Day. But even though you could give him all those things it would never like it wouldn't even amount for the things that he has done for us by letting his son come down and die for all of our sins that is god 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 and 
that you may not have an earthly father, but you got a heavenly father that cares for you so much, loves you, uh, full of mercy and grace, mercy and grace, mercy and grace, which I need all the time. Okay. That mercy and grace I need it. I mean, I wouldn't even be, I mean, sometimes I don't get it. I mean, it's unlimited, unlimited. There's sometimes I just, I don't know. I'm like, is it really? I'm like, is it unlimited? Are you sure? How, how unlimited is it? I mean, it's just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. I just, you know, that's a different kind of love I've never felt. So, you know, God loves you, man. God loves every one of y'all. He does. And so I'd, uh, I wanted to call my dad on Father's Day. That's what I wanted to do. And I mean, I, I, re- I remembered his number and I just was thinking, I was like, man, if he was alive, I would really want to give him a call right now. It would be nice to give him a phone call. I have his phone number. I wanted to give him a call. But I don't know. I just thought about now, like, who has his number now? Because those numbers have to get recycled somewhere. Like, you know, they don't have any connection to that person anymore. So they probably get recycled back into the system somewhere. And some new person gets his number. And uh, I wanted to give it a call. But I wanted to wait until the podcast because I wanted to call on the podcast and just see if the number is connected to anybody or anything and um and just just see because i know there's people that deal with trauma differently and there's those people that like like to call the number of a loved one that has passed and they'll call and they'll leave a voicemail and something like that but i'm not i'm personally not like that and i can only imagine the being on the other end of it every you know birthday father's day celebration whatever you get this random voicemail from somebody that's just like hey i miss you i'm thinking of you and you're like man this happens every year every year but i'm just curious of who has the number i wonder if the number is still connected if it's in a line or whatever if someone does answer i don't know what i'm going to say i know my dad was a construction worker and he worked in construction do i kind of like put on a face and be like hey is this thomas eichelhart i i need a deck being built is this thomas oh no this is not oh okay cool never mind i'll click or, you know, do I tell them this used to be my dad's phone number? And I just wanted to give it a call to see, you know, if it was in route still, if, you know, if it was still connected. If, you know, this was my dad's phone number. Excuse me. And uh, I just wanted to see. Because I know people get weird about death. And they get weird about, you know, things that used to be somebody's but now they passed away now you know it can be yours like a car oh hey this is a nice reliable car everything's great about it. it's never been erect but the old owner did die in it no one wants to buy that car that inv- that immediately makes the value go directly down if you say someone passed away in that vehicle on autom- it doesn't matter automatically people are not going to want to buy it and i kind of th- i think the same thing would happen with a phone number if someone finds out that that phone number is connected to someone that's no longer on the earth, they're not going to want it. People get superstitious. You know, people believe in ghosts and stuff. And I personally am not like of this person of like, oh, well, there's, you know, my dad is somewhere, you know, he, he's living somewhere in that phone number. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think, what if he was living in that phone number? And you had that phone number and he was, you know, he can mess with you somehow through, you know, 
that phone. Somehow, like, do you did. I mean, my dad would not, if he was a ghost just chilling, like, I don't believe in just, like, the ghosts that are just chilling, but if he was, if he was just a ghost just chilling in a house, just, you know, whatever, he wouldn't be a bad ghost. I guarantee you that. You would know that you're being haunted by Thomas Eichelhart if you just randomly came to your house one day and you got brand new, fresh marble counters in your home that you never planned for, you didn't buy, you didn't sign a contract for a construction worker to come over there, you just immediately got blessed with it. That's what kind of goes my dad would be. He would hook you up. He would just remodel your whole house. You're like, what is going on? Did you get these? Ca- did you get this counter? We did not have these nice marble counters. Did you? Did you get the construction person? No, I didn't get the construction person. This is weird. Who? Who's doing all these things? All the alcohol is gone, but the the counters there. That's what kind of ghost my dad would be. So I don't. I uh, I don't know. I. It's way too late. I don't know if that number would. I don't know if the number would go through. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the number a call. Just real quick, for the sanity. The number you dialed is not a working number. Please check the number and dial again. All right. Verifíquelo y marque. So no one has that number. That's good to know. Never mind. No one has that number. We freaked out for no reason. So um, I want to get that number now. I want to buy it. I don't know. I just have it as a secondary number. I'm, I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to go do it. Get a new phone. I'm, I'm going to get a secondary secondary number for it. I got to. That'd be awesome. <laughs> freaked out for nothing. There we go. So I, 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 dang it. I really wanted someone to have that number. That would be cool. You know, not cool, but, you know, it'd be interesting. Anyways, so there's that. And and sorry if I am clearing my throat or <clears throat> or have to do <clears throat> every so often. Uh, I'm going to try to do it from the mic, away from the mic now, but I was in the middle of a sentence, and then all of a sudden this phlegm would just start creeping up my throat, and I just have to clear it real quick and then just keep the conversation going. So hopefully that wasn't too ear-piercing for y'all. Uh, but yes, I'm a little sick. I'm I'm a little sick. I'm sorry. I apologize. I I can't control it. I um, you know, the green stuff is coming up. You know, the little mucus family that was from those commercials, those the big the big mucus the from the Mucinex commercials. Yeah, they're hanging around. They're they're in my nostrils right now they're chilling they're watching tv they're doing whatever they're infiltrated my system and my immune system's trying to fight back at it but uh those guys don't want to go away they want to live rent free in my nostrils they want to live free in my navel na- uh, nasal cavities and they're causing some issues and i'm i'm coughing coughing them up i'm coughing them up as much as i possibly can and uh, I want to blame the kids on this one. I work with kids, and I know where it came from. I think I know the kid that did this to me. I think I know the kid that gave this to me. And he was one of those exact same kids that was coughing the whole entire time but asking for hugs. <coughs> can I have a hug? Huggy, can I have a hug? 
<laughs> I know exactly who the kid is. I'm going to have to give a stern talking to him on Monday. These little kids. They're walking little little uh, disease carriers is what they are. And I say that lightheartedly, but they are. They're just like little... You know, they all each individually have something different. One of them's got a stomach virus. One of them's got a uh, sinus issue. You don't know which one you're going to get. But you have to hold hands with one of them because they want to, you know, oh, hey, how's it going? They touch you. One of them's going to, I'm like, can I dip you in uh, Germex before we touch each other? Before I give you a hug? Before I give you a high five, knuckles? Any of that, can we just... Go through the rules and regulations real quick. I mean. It's like playing Russian roulette with sicknesses. You don't know what you're going to get when you are around kids all the time. But man. It's not good. It got me good whatever it was. But what I do have to say with it too is. is Kids. When I some of these kids getting picked up from when they oh it's it's the getting sick. They get sick and they get picked up by their parents, and they get treated like royalty. And it made me just think. Remember when you got treated like royalty when you were sick, when the words S I C K came out of your mouth, and immediately went from hey do your chores to oh my gosh what can I get for you can I get you tea. What movie do you want me to play? What can I do for you? When you said those special magical words, something flipped off in the parent's head to where they would go, oh, we, we, we got to direct our attention there. You get the palm leaves. You get the grapes fed to you. Medication all the time. Soup and unlimited drinks or whatever. Unlimited comfort. You get carried out of the house into the car. You get carried in the house, out of the car. Do you remember getting carried in and out of the house when you were a kid? I I wanted that as an adult. If the bus driver can just like, like I want to be asleep, okay? I want to be dead asleep and I want the bus driver to come over and just pick me up. At least pick me up and put me on the bus bench it'd be nice to take me to my house but just at least put me on the bus bench and let me have that little slice of heaven of me remembering back in the past of what it was like being a kid you know getting just getting picked up while you're dead asleep getting put in your bed and then waking up and not knowing how you got there i'm tucked in i mean i gotta hold on i'm tucked in and i got the nightlight on and everything and just all right, I'm going back to sleep. It's just, it's magical is what it was. It was the best thing ever. I would never wake up in a panic. I just slightly open my eyes, be like, oh, this is heaven. Falling asleep in the car and getting picked up by your parents and taken in and waking up in your bed was the best feeling ever. Ever. Okay, it was the best feeling ever. And 
those kids get to experience it. And I, and I get why kids say they're sick all the time, even when they're not sick. It's just because they want to get that they want to get that royalty. They want to get treated like a king. I, I get it now. I've never understood why kids love you know the little cry wolf playing. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I don't feel good. What? It's because you got like everything. I stopped arguments when I said, "Hey, I was sick." That phlegm, you know, it's kind of getting to me. Uh, that that's what that was. But yeah, I said sick. The word sick. Oh, I'm sick. It would stop arguments. My parents would be arguing in the kitchen. Just going at it with each other. I'll come in. Hey, I think I'm feeling sick. Boom. Pause. Turn right to me. Like, hey, we'll deal with this later. What's wrong? All right. Cool. Everything got handled. It's rocked. What a bedtime story. Now as an adult... As soon as you get called an ADU adult, it's it's a game changer. People don't care anymore. Being sick is not real. You're at work no matter what. You say that you're sick, they think you're lying. Oh, I think I'm sick today. Oh, sure you're sick. Oh, sure you're sick. Well, how about this? You're fired, Mr. Sick. You're fired. How about that? You enjoy your extra day of sleep. You got no job because you're fired. Fired. There's no such thing as being sick as an adult. You go from, oh, poor baby, it's all royalty, to, oh, you're being a little baby. Oh, your immune system sucks. You go get that checked out. Somebody's got an immune deficiency. Someone's got sick. Oh, look here. Here's Dawson. It's the kid that's always getting sick. It's the guy that's always getting sick right here. Let's just beat him up because he's getting sick all the time. It's not fair. It's not fair. But... I don't know, man. I, I, I colored. I was coloring with the kids. It's, that's what's nice, working with kids. I mean, I like I said before, I used to not like them. And it was not like I'd like, not like towards them. So I just couldn't relate to them. I didn't have time or the patience for them. But guess what? You pray for patience, and God delivers. Guess what? Lo and behold, I'm serving in a flag football team with little kindergartner kids being their coach. Didn't think I would ever work with kids. Then guess what? I get offered a job right after to work for a Bible camp with what, kids? I love them. They're great. They're awesome. They they, they unlock that just childhoodness inside of you that you never thought you had like or that you lost. Like you had it, but like now you lost it kind of thing. I was coloring with these kids in craft. I got to color with them. It was awesome. I, I haven't colored in a long time. But guess what? After that crafting class, I kind of want to go to Chili's or somewhere where they have a kid's book. <clears throat> That's going to get super annoying. I, I apologize. But I kind of want to go get like a kid's book, you know, a kid's little coloring book somewhere like at a Chili's, Oligar, wherever they have a kid's menu. And I just want to color in a kid's menu while I'm waiting for my food now. Because it's nice. It's peaceful. I want to go get a coloring book. Because it was nice. 
I haven't colored in forever. And I didn't realize of just, it just unlocking something inside my brain. But it was greatness is what it unlocked. It was greatness. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but uh, it kind of goes along with the, the Father's Day thing. I forgot to mention this earlier, but uh, of course, you know, the I can't not end this episode without talking about the elephant in the room, the whole submarine fiasco uh, about the submarine that got lost and uh, it was found and no one the no one survived and uh, it was it was the submarine that got lost at sea and everybody on social media was talking about it. You've seen it. You know about it. You know, if you haven't seen or heard about it, I mean, I would be, and you have social media, I'm very shocked. But yes, so there was a submarine and then they were going to go down. There was these guys, they were going to go down to look at the Titanic and they never came back. And their submarine had a malfunction in it and they imploded, the thing imploded and they all, they all didn't survive. And the only thing that I have to say about that is, is it, in that experience, it just showed of just how insensitive social media has made us because I saw so many jokes about it. I saw so many just comments about it and it just wasn't like, it, and also it was because they were millionaires. Oh, they're just millionaires. Oh, who cares about them? They're just millionaires. Who cares? What? They're human beings. They got families. What do you mean who cares? It doesn't matter. No amount of money is going to get you your family back. Oh, who? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They might have lost their husbands and their dads or whatever. But guess what? They're still sitting on a pile of money. That's a lot of the comments that I'm seeing or a lot of the things that I'm hearing. Okay. And? No amount of money is going to replace your family. No amount of money is going to replace your family. And I will, you know, I would take all the money that I have or all the things that I have just to be able to have one simple conversation with my dad. Much less these millionaires. Like, yeah, they can, they have money, but guess what? It's not going to replace their dad. It's not going to replace their husband's. All this money won't. It's not going to replace that. And if you told me, hey, Dawson, you get a billion dollars tomorrow, but your family disappears. It's not worth it. You know, and I don't have the greatest relationships with a lot of my family. But the thing is, though, is I wouldn't trade it for a billion dollars. It's not worth it. Human interaction, human connection, your family is the like the most important thing or it should be the most important thing. And if you put money over that, I think that just says more about you. And so all I have to say about that is, is I just saw some of those comments. And I was like, man, oh, it's kind of sad of, uh, of how this world's become in that perspective. But I just also wanted to point out there too, is just like, I wanted to, you know, just send prayers out to the family of that awful situation and awful thing that happened with the submarine and that it's it's sad because I know how I know what it feels like to lose a family member 
uh, and you know, I not have that family member around anymore, and uh, it sucks. And I also wanted to point out that no amount of money is going to be tradable or worth. You can give how much ever money you want, but it's never going to fulfill that same feeling of having that person around. So that's the only comment that I had on the submarine thing. So, you know, prayers and love go out to that family uh, or those families that, uh, you know, lost their husbands. Uh, and one of them, one of them, the son was there too. So there's a, there's a mother out there that not only lost a, a husband that day, but also lost his son that day. So um, it's super sad. So I just send prayers out to that family and, um, you know, that can go, go right on in uh, to just a smooth, to just the, the landing um, into the ending of this podcast. But uh, I don't know if you saw my Insta- Instagram post or my Facebook post about it, but I got this uh, very nice email. It was a very nice, encouraging email that I got uh, from this person uh, from a different country, and um, it you know it was a very just encouraging uh, message from this person, and it was just very cool to hear of just what how this podcast has impacted them and just um, he- hearing just a, just someone who not like someone that doesn't completely know me at all. And not only that it's not in the United States, but it's also in another country found my podcast, listened to it and listened and they sent me a little audio file and an email. And uh, it was, it was very nice to, it was very nice to hear and, and listen to it. It's very encouraging. And also, it just shows that we're in this together. That's why I do this podcast. I don't know who <clears throat> we <clears throat> that needs to quit. All right. That needs to quit. <laughs> I am going to get through this podcast one way or another. Right. But anyways, I, um, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear those things. Because we're in this together. Like I said in that Instagram post, we are in this together and um, in this world. And, you know, we need togetherness because I know in this world that everybody wants, it just wants us to be separated and hate each other and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's dumb. And so getting emails like that really, um, really not also brightens my day, but also, you know, I just wanted to also express that too because I want to hear more emails. I want to get more emails on not really necessarily of how this podcast has impacted you, but just things that are going on in your life. I just want to get an email, see what's up, see what's on your mind. You know, you know, you can email me, audio message me, whatever, whatever you want to do. But I just want to know what's up. You know, know that you're in this together. That you're not alone. Um. I, uh, that's just one thing that, you know, it kind of leads into the, the Bible verse that I had for this podcast. It's, uh, Psalm one, one Oh two verse six. Let me turn over into it. Uh, verse six, it, um, Psalms one Oh two verse six says, I'm like a desert owl. Like an owl among the ruins. I lie awake. I have become like a bird alone. 
on a roof. All day long, my enemies taught me those who will rail against me using my name as a curse. A desert owl alone. Um, I read that and it resonated with me a lot because I just, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, now it's just going through a hard time. You know, everybody feels alone and the loneliness is real. And the, the biggest thing is not just loneliness, it's just weakness. Uh, we, we, um, the biggest thing out of that is we, it's okay to talk about your weakness. I think, you know, especially with Christianity and stuff like that, people don't like talking about their weaknesses. Like, oh, if they're weak in their faith or, you know, they're having a hard time, you know, feeling God's presence or if they're having a hard time believing in God or anything like that. Dude, I struggle with that stuff. I struggle with my faith. I'm struggling with it now. You know, it's not like I am just walking through life and just going, oh, yeah, everything is perfect. Oh, la, 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 la. No, it's not how it is. And we are together in our weaknesses. And God uses that weakness to refine you and make you into something, man. And that's what I want to motivate you with, is that verse. Just, man, he make, He uses that weakness, and he shows you something. He, he makes you strong. He wants you to lean on him. And so it's, it's like making a sword, like you're a blacksmith making a sword. You know, he puts it in the furnace, which is all those trials, tossing it around in there. You're just like, oh, man, this stinks. Oh, pull out. And then prayer, 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 prayer. Prayer, prayer, cry maybe a little bit, cry maybe a little bit, prayer, 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 reading scripture, reading scripture, oh, I'm going to put you back in the furnace for a little bit, trials, more trials, oh man, this is, this is awful, this, oh, pull back out, prayer, 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 you know, mercy, you know, all that stuff, it molds you into this gigantic sword, and that great sword that you're ready for battle, you know, you're ready for whatever Satan throws at you, you're just going to be chopping it up, man, like fruit ninja. You know, this is how I imagine. I don't even know if this is going to make sense to you. I don't know if this is a great illustration, but here's the thing. If Jesus was preparing for battle and he saw a bunch of swords and your name was on one of the swords and like the sword reflected how you were spiritually and your name was on it, you would want Jesus to pick up that sword, wouldn't you? You would, you want Jesus to pick you up and go like, man, this, this is a tough sword. This thing cuts through everything, man. This thing has been refined this thing has been strong and strengthened and just toughened up and i'm going to take this into battle you do you want to be that sword you got to go through some stuff uh, tough stuff man you got to go through some tough stuff in order to be that sword you know you got to go through trials it sucks yes but thing is though is you're going to learn that trials are a blessing which i'm learning right now it's, it stinks. I don't like trials at all. I don't like the things that I've been through. But the thing is, though, is I know it's making me stronger. I know God's got a plan. I may not feel it all the time, but guess what? I know God's got a plan. And being in Scripture and being in prayer are the two most important things when you're going through trials because guess what? That's where the Lord speaks to you. That's where the Lord gives you peace. And if you just ignore them and you put them to the side, and you're like, oh, I don't really feel like praying. I don't feel like reading, which I feel like that at times. But that's where Satan wants you because he's going to twist your mind and he's just going to, oh, God doesn't really love you. Oh, you're doing something wrong. And put all the shame and guilt and hatred in, in your heart. Now go back to the word. Go back to prayer. 
And even if you're not a Christian, I want to get an email. I want to get an email. I know you're going through something. I want to know why you haven't chose God yet. And if you tried, I want to know what happened. You know, because if I don't have the answer, if I don't have a response, guess what? I got people around me that I could ask. And I know one of them would have to have an answer. I got, you know, I got some friends that are in seminary. You know, I'm not all, I'm not a theological, like, you know, professional. I'm not a professional in theology, you know. I just love Jesus. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. I mean, I got friends in seminary. I mean, I got other pastoral friends that could probably break down your harder, you know, questions and stuff. But that's where I'm at right now, man. I know it's tough out there. And so I uh, I just want to let you know that we're in this together. That That's what this podcast is supposed to be about. And that's what that email reflected. And that's what that email encouraged me with was to know that someone else was listening to this podcast and they got something out of it. And I want that's what I want it to be for everybody. I want it to be entertaining, but also, you know, know that Jesus is there. I want them to know that I love Jesus and and I want them to have that aspect. I wanted to have a combination of, oh, I got a I got a giggle or I was entertained, and then I want to get the other aspect of, oh, like, dang, he's you know, he said something at the end. I, I feel motivated, you know. I'm we're in this together like a team. And that's and that's um That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. But I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening to uh, this podcast. I mean, I'm talking about the whole podcast. I want to thank you for everybody who listens to it. I, I care so much about everybody that listens to this podcast. I mean, you know, I don't know who's all being impacted by it specifically. You know, some of y'all just listen to listen, but either way, all my listeners are awesome. I, I love, I love it. it. It's great to have. And I, I, I'm so blessed to be able to do it. You know, even though I'm in my bathroom, I mean, dude, I'm blessed to be able to have this camera, this microphone, this computer to be able to do all this stuff. It's, I mean, it's amazing. And I want to do it to the glory of God. That's, that's what I want to do with it. And I want to thank y'all for the support, the love, and I want to get those emails, you know, and I want to get those things. And I'm uh, also adding something new uh, to the podcast, or not really new to the podcast, but just an extension. <clears throat> uh, I'm on Patreon now, which means uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's where you can go in there and you pay a little subscription, and it, you know, you get some unseen, you know, you know, content that only, you know, people who are subscribed can see. And I don't know what I'm going to post exactly yet. You know, it'll be a mix of stuff. It might be, you know, some, uh, an extra podcast episode. Uh, it might be some unreleased, you know, comedy stuff, uh, just some random videos. Who knows? I don't, I don't know exactly what's going to all entail with that, but the subscription is just going to be a dollar, dollar a month. That's all it is. It's just a dollar. And, you know, if I can get enough people to subscribe to it, all I want to do with that money is, is I just want to roll it back over into what God's blessed me to do is, um, is, you know, to glorify him in comedy. And I just want to be able to roll that back over. I want to start making t-shirts again and giving them out for free. I haven't been able to do that because I'll be honest, I just don't have the income for it. I want to be able to, you know, make those, uh, um, gospel shirts and shoot them out in public and do all that kind of stuff and make videos like that again. But I just, I just don't have a stable enough income right now to be able to just 
unleash all that money on there um, and, and be able to do it. But I would like to do stuff like that. You know, I don't know, give out gifts. I don't know. Just I have to just think about it and just as I go along and just see how it goes, we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, I'm going to uh, be on Patreon. So if you would like to uh, subscribe to that, the link will be in the uh, um, description and I'll be starting posting videos ASAP. I don't know when the first video is going to be, but you know, it'll be known on my story, on my Facebook, whatever the, um, that I posted something on the Patreon, but yes, the subscription is going to be in the uh, link in the description and also in my bio website, all that kind of stuff. Um, also if you want to make a bigger donation, there will be also my cash app and Venmo if you would like. Um, other than that, uh, I just want to thank y'all for listening to, uh, episode 68 of Dawson's Crick. Um, yeah, it, it means a lot. And I, man, <clears throat> that thing, the mucus thing is really messing with my throat, but <laughs> anyways, um, I really want to make this to 50 minutes. That's really what I want to make this podcast to. So I have one more final minute minute to kind of uh, go through some stuff, but I really have nothing else to say. Um, you know, love your neighbor. That's what's up. Um, go give somebody a hug today. That's what I want. Just go, get, go give somebody a hug. Go give somebody random a hug. Who cares if they're sick or not? Go give somebody randomly a hug. Tell them that you love them. Open the door for somebody. Um do something nice for somebody, you know, that that's, what's really good. That's what helps too, is if you just do something nice for somebody, it just, you know, it's nice. Go do something nice for somebody. There you go. I, I encourage you for that this week and love y'all. Um, and I will see y'all sometime next week.